are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Wednesday. We've got a good bit of things to cover because first and foremost, did you watch that game last night? Did you watch what Kevin Durant did against the Milwaukee Bucks? I know it's not Pelicans related per se, but can we talk about that? Because that was one of those all time performances, an epic, a masterpiece, whatever you want to say, a legacy defining game. Kevin Durant put it on. That's pretty awesome. And then we're going to get into the all NBA talk. Zion Williamson not making one of the all NBA teams, despite the fact that, you know what? Yeah, he probably was one of the best 15 players in the league. So let's dive into it all in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app. Join me today at 6 p.m. Central to get in on the action and the conversation. Seriously, download the app and join me today, 6 p.m. Central. You're going to want to be there. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. So let's lead off with what was just a remarkable game from a number of perspectives last night, whether it was Kevin Durant going for 49 in basically a must-win game for the Brooklyn Nets. No Kyrie Irving. You had James Harden, who was looking like a shell of himself. And Kevin Durant, in all 48 minutes of the game, literally every single second of this game he played in, 49 points on 23 shots, by the way. He scored, He put in 17 rebounds, 10 assists, 3 steals, 2 blocks, and he only had 3 turnovers along with 3 fouls. It was incredible. Just absolutely an incredible performance. In the second half, he decided this team was not going to lose. The Nets looked done in the first quarter of this game behind some really stellar play from Drew Holiday. Go Drew! And then Kevin Durant just took over. I don't have a thing to say about any other net on this team in a, in a positive manner. You saw James Harden go one for 10. He didn't really score his first field goal until his only field goal until midway through the third quarter. He was a shell of himself. It was just Kevin Durant going out and trying to score and keep this team in it, getting his shot to the right side, the mid-range game, knowing that it was unstoppable. And he did it over and over and over and over and over and over and over to the tune of 49 points. It was absolutely incredible to see from him, and it was so much fun to watch. It's a masterpiece game. There were people saying, you got to have that LeBron moment where you, you will your team to victory. Well, he stepped up and didn't take a breather in this one. Just just an unreal performance. On the flip side, the hell are the Bucks doing? And this pains me to say it because I love Drew Holiday. You love Drew Holiday, right? Man, in the second half, he was rough. I don't know what... This Bucks team was doing. They just unraveled when KD started making shots like he was making shots. You saw them, one, put Drew Holiday on James Harden. James James Harden was gimpy out there, again, looking like a shell of himself, and you put one of the better defenders in the league on him. We all know that Drew Holiday can actually defend Kevin Durant about as good as anybody in the league, I think. And... They just didn't do it. It was really weird. Defensively, I didn't understand anything that they were doing. You saw Giannis, who's a uh, defensive player of the year, not guard Kevin Kevin Durant once. Not once. It's just what? Like, what what, what is going on here? They didn't double team him. They just kind of let him do his thing. It was very strange, and I kind of hated it. Budenholzer just had no adjustments for what was going on in the flow of this game, and it was 
so, so bad. Offensively, they looked like a disaster too. At one point, they just kind of became scared. This is late in the game. They're down two. They had a chance in kind of like a fast break layup situation to tie the game. And they just kind of passed the ball to one another because everyone was scared to take the shot. And that is not what you want in game five of a playoff series where it's tied 2-2 and the momentum is just slipping from your grasp. Just fear there. They ended up turning the ball over. And of course, Kevin Durant ended up with it and then getting fouled and going to the free throw line. It was just terrible. At one point, you saw Giannis matched up one on one with Harden on the right side of the bass, uh, uh, right side of the court, and all he has to do is go to the rim. Harden couldn't guard him. Harden doesn't guard anyone even healthy, right? Let alone as injured as he is right now, somehow playing in this game. And Giannis, instead of going hard to the basket, turn around, fade away, trying to play like Kevin Durant, except he's not Kevin Durant. And I don't know what he was thinking or doing in this one. But when you have a guy that just isn't playing his style of game, and look, the Nets were legitimately packing the paint, but not having anything else that he's able to go to and just still trying to do it, it's just kind of rough. Drew Holiday took some bad shots in this. Giannis took some bad shots in this. So as amazing as this was of a Kevin Durant game, the flip side of it, which I think is also equally valid, the hell were the Bucks doing? Just a collapse on both sides of the ball. If they have any sort of semblance of offense, they probably win. But, you know, because I don't know if you were going to stop Kevin Durant no matter what in this game. But they just didn't try and do anything. Ran no sets. Just looked lost out there offensively. And they lost this. And they might have lost the series now. But they're still the favorite for game six, which I think is interesting. Because it might take another heroic performance from Kevin Durant to get them that victory. I don't know if they're necessarily capable of doing that when these other guys have not been playing well. Blake Griffin did one or two things okay in this game, but Joe Harris hasn't been hitting shots for the past three or four games now. James Harden's clearly not himself. Kyrie Irving is probably not going to play in game six. I don't know. It's it's still kind of wild that after a game like this and a collapse that is so demoralizing for the Bucks that the series still kind of feels up in the air to a certain degree, I think. And so, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with this one. So that's today on the road to the finals, our NBA playoff coverage brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this season. Unless you're a Bucks fan, you probably didn't enjoy that one. All right, this episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. And I host rooms every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Central. Yes, today, you can finally join in on the conversation you hear every day. You're going to want to be there. You're going to want to be there at 6 p.m. Central on the Locker Room app to chat with me live and ask your questions. You've heard me play some of the stuff from those shows here. It's your way of getting into the show, and it's the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to the biggest breaking news. Locked on Pelicans, we do a live show every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Central, so that is today. Download the free Locker Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NBA group for the latest league updates. You can follow me on there. It's at Jake to be notified when my room goes live. You're not going to want to miss this week. See you there. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. All right, so the all-NBA rosters came out yesterday. Zion Williamson? Uh, nowhere to be found, not even making the third team, the first team All-NBA. Giannis, Jokic, Kawhi Leonard, 
Luca and Steph Curry. I don't really disagree with any of that. Second team, you have Joel Embiid, LeBron James, Damian Lillard, Chris Paul, and Julius Randle. Okay, and we'll touch on that one in a second here. Then third team, Bradley Beal, Jimmy Butler, Paul George, Rudy Gobert, and Kyrie Irving. When you get into the other players receiving votes, Zion listed as a forward, received 37 total points. He was second from being next on the list. Jason Tatum, who didn't make it, was ahead of him with 69 total points. To get in as a forward, you would have needed 89 points. So when you look at it from that perspective, one, that Jason Tatum had 32 points more than him and that Zion was over 50 points away from making it on the list, wasn't really going to be anywhere close to this one. So a couple of things with this. We can get upset. Like, we could get upset. You know, could could you make the claim that Zion Williamson had a better season than Julius Randle? Like, yeah. I just don't get too worked up on these because there's some subjectivity going into this. It probably accomplishes what these ultimately are there to accomplish, which is making us talk about the league. These are big topics. They generate a lot of interest in the league, a lot of back and forth. With most people just kind of standing for their favorite team's best player or player that didn't make it on there. You're all probably screaming Julius Randle shouldn't be on there and saying Zion should. And Knicks fans are saying, of course, Julius Randle should have been on there. And Zion shouldn't look at the Pelicans record and all of that. All of that is true at the same time. And also all of it is kind of wrong at the same time. I just don't get too worked up over this stuff. There are reasons to get worked up over it, though, because this does impact people's money. And this is kind of what I hate about it. And we'll touch on Zion here in a second, too. You get a guy like Jason Tatum, who has now been costed $33 million or so by not getting voted into this. Should his money really be indexed on a bunch of sports writers voting for him or not? Probably not. There's some slightly ethical issues there, I think. You know, it make if I were to have a vote and I don't, they're never going to give me one. It'd make me feel super weird about all of this stuff. And we've seen people leave players off by accident. We've seen people not really know what's going on and kind of vote for things. You know, we've seen guys like Andre Drummond getting Defensive Player of the Year votes. Are, are you kidding me? You know, when these things impact these players' money, You've got to have it be as good of a voting pool as possible that's thoroughly vetted, that clearly knows the game and can make the right decisions because you are impacting things other than just the conversation on Twitter. And I think that's really what worries me the most and the reason I hate all of this too. Part of the problem, and we'll touch on this in the next segment when we talk about Zion in here, is you know looking at it in two guards, two forwards, and a center is probably a little bit outdated too. Like this stuff doesn't really feel like it is the correct way to go about it positionless basketball right they do that more to a degree in the all-star game where it's kind of a little bit more positionless it's just you know backcourt players front court players that makes things a little bit easier I think and maybe the NBA needs to be looking at that you know if guard players underwhelming in the league in one season that should be okay like that should be allowed and you shouldn't just have to be forced to recognize people by being being forced to recognize people you know i think you can have situations where it's it's like at work right you, you know if you have a raise to give out you don't just you shouldn't just give it to the person that doesn't deserve it because you have to give it necessarily you, you know you want to make sure these are are worthy things if the money wasn't impacted in this and look donovan mitchell wasn't on the all nba team so he's now going to lose out on a bunch of money too whereas luka Doncic for getting voted onto it is eligible for 30 percent of the cap versus 25 percent of the cap is this right the answer the answer is probably no to all of that and i i very much dislike it so it kind of bothers me when we start to really look at all of this but the 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 way to do this is you know 
don't don't have the money tied to it. And with the new CBA and the new TV agreement eventually coming into play on all of this and the old CBA is going to get ripped up. You know, maybe you have a chance to rectify it. So it'd be great. We could just yell at Twitter, uh, you know, against each other and scream why Zion should have been in there instead of Julius Randle and, and whatnot and so forth. And it wouldn't matter. We could just kind of have stay in your guy, put the best stats out there, have like maybe, maybe decent debate about it, things like that. But we can't. And it impacts people's money. And that's really dumb. And I dislike all of this. So I don't know. When I look at this and the, the 15 guys that made it, I don't I don't really disagree with it. Like, should Zion have been on there? Yeah. Can I can I find a way to get that worked up on it? Like, yeah, I could fake it. I just I just don't want to. It's also late as I'm recording this on Tuesday night right now. So maybe that's part of it too. But anyway, we'll come up next on Locked On Pelicans about why Zion should be on there. You know, he should have. I'm just not gonna scream about it and be angry about it. But he should be, because you know what? Zion was one of the 15 best players in the league this season. So before we get to that, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. I eat one of these things every single day as I'm doing a little bit of a summer slim down, trying to shed off all of that kind of sedentary COVID weight that you might have gained. Built Bar is a great way and a great tool to help you do all of that. They have nine delicious flavors, plus the occasional limited time flavor and like Built Bites and other promo items they have on the site over at BuiltBar.com. And it's pretty great. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel there's absolutely a flavor for everyone out there and you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors the reason why i say these things are an essential tool on all of this for weight loss or you know putting on some muscle and just slimming down all of that 17 grams of protein and only 130 calories you're not going to waste all the cardio you just did these things taste like a candy bar but they're actually good for you it's an unbelievable combination right protein bar it's, it's more of just a means to an end. You don't need them to taste like a gourmet meal, but you may as well eat the best tasting one that also has some of the best protein in there and fewest carbs. You may as well go out and get that one, and that's what Built Bars are. So go to BuiltBar.com today. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order over at BuiltBar.com. Again, using promo code LOCKED15. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action over at betonline.ag. Plus, they have all the latest news, odds, and info for any sport you want, including the MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Whether you want to bet the over-under on Kevin Durant's points per game or who the next head coach of the Boston Celtics Celtics is going to be, you can do it all over at betonline.ag. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the action head to the website using your mobile device sign up today and receive a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code locked on again that is promo code locked on over at betonline.ag betonline your online sportsbook experts all right wrapping up today's show talking about the all nba voting and zion williamson not making it he would have made fourth team all nba if that was a thing so disappointing though for a guy who had a tremendous season not to kind of see that reward and on the season he averaged 27 points per game seven rebounds and 3.7 assists and he did it while shooting 61.1 percent from the field that is a pretty incredible number you can look at his true shooting percentage and it was 65 percent 64.9 that is absolutely insane he was just 
as outstanding this year as you could possibly be, let alone for someone so young and in his second year in the league, really taking a leap forward. And that's not even just looking, and that's including the first 15 games where he was playing a bit of a different role. And if you isolated it just to be the point Zion experience, which we talked about on yesterday's show, so go give that one a listen if you haven't. And also, I'll say this, subscribe to Locked On Pelicans too for Pelicans content five days a week, the only daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories. Yes, it's the off season, but they're still, big stories and more to come I'm sure too so you want to be able to make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode never miss anything that we talk about on here anyway Zion as we talked about in yesterday's show was outstanding in the point Zion experience and all of that period of time he was probably one of the best 15 players in the league like he really really was I think when it comes to some of the stuff about all NBA being left off you know did Tatum have a better year than him Maybe, but did Tatum miss a lot of time too? And pre-COVID not play particularly well? Like, yeah, I think that's a big factor in this. Should Jimmy Butler have made it in over Zion Williamson? He was the third, one of the third team All-NBA forwards. I don't really know if he should have. Was he as impactful? Maybe, maybe a little bit more. You know, that's on a team that had a winning record and got into the playoffs. And I think that is a very big part of all of this. Jimmy Butler averaged 21.5 points per game, along with seven rebounds, but also seven assists. He played in 52 games. I don't know if that's necessarily better than what Zion put up in and Zion played 61 games. Then you have Julius Randle with the New York Knicks, kind of surprise team, bit of a darling in the league, 41 and 31. He won most improved player this season. That probably kind of weighed in his factor too. 24 points per game, 10 rebounds, six assists, but he shot 50, uh, 47% from the field. Jimmy Butler shot um, 40, 50% from the field, nowhere near the numbers that Zion has in that because of different styles and everything. So it just comes down to how, how do you kind of evaluate this? What do you feel is most important? Is it team and record? Is it individual numbers in a vacuum? All of that is really hard to judge. You know, when you look at it like that, you know, you can make a case for Zion, I think, over all three of those guys. You could probably make a case that he should have been in there over a guy like Kyrie Irving. I easily, I, I easily think he could have been in there. Um, so when you look at it, there was opportunity for him. Should Rudy Gobert have necessarily made it if we're looking at the 15 best players in the vacuum? Maybe. But maybe not, though, although I think Gobert probably was that good this year. You know, I don't know if I can really be that upset that he was left off. It was pretty borderline and pretty close, I think. And it just is hopefully one of those things that fuels him going forward to continue to improve. We saw the jump from his rookie year to this year. If he kind of takes this, bottles it up and wants to unleash this on the league next season, we're going to be in for one hell of a show with the level of play that he might have out there. So maybe this is just one of those moments where he gets snubbed and takes it a little bit personally, as Michael Jordan would say, and then unleashes the you know next level points on 2.0 next season. And if the Pelicans are able to win some games and get into the playoffs, not just the play in tournament, because it's really going to be higher than that. He's going to absolutely be a guy that's going to be a lock for the all NBA teams going forward, particularly with some of the numbers that he's going to put up and a full year of experience more under his belt. He's finally played over 82 games. He's only going to lead to that. So 
I expect him to be on this list and a fixture of the all NBA teams for seasons in the future. And we just got to hope it's here in new Orleans, but more to come on all of that. I'm sure this offseason start to look towards the future for the Pelicans. So don't forget, subscribe to locked on Pelicans, wherever you get your podcast. We're here Monday through Friday, breaking down everything you want to know about this team. The only show that's giving you that much Pelicans content over the week. So thank you all for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison at Nola Jake on Twitter. Don't forget live locker room show 6 p.m. Central today. As always, I'll be back with you all tomorrow.